we ready? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Welcome back to When Mamas Rise Up podcast, where we empower you all to rise into the very best version of yourselves. I'm Liz. And I'm Jenna, and we're a couple of moms who have risen up from losing ourselves in the trenches of motherhood, and we are here to help you guys do the same. Today is an exciting day. Tell us where you're at, girl. I am in St. Louis right now at First Form Headquarters, and we have Josh Stively back on the podcast today. So um, we told you guys, I think said last week that we were excited to bring him back on, but we don't like to talk about it too much because it like feeds his ego. We don't want to make his head too big, but I'm still waiting for the royalties from the last one. So <laughs> Sorry. I think somebody said it's in the mail, you know? So um, we're really excited, guys. We have a really good topic to talk about today. Um, something that is very, very common, not only like it's something that I've always dealt with, but I feel like a ton of my clients deal with this issue. And I'm sure that you can probably say the same, Liz. Yeah. And I think this time of year, um, maybe not more than ever, but this time of year can be hard with this topic too. So we are going to be diving into a little bit with emotional sabotage and just the idea of when one thing kind of goes wrong, going off on a tangent with that self-sabotage. Whatever that can be, whether it's with food, alcohol, any of your choices, and just kind of throwing in the towel when something doesn't necessarily go according to plan. I think this is something that I struggled with for years and years and years. And I think that's why so many people end up in that like yo-yo diet cycle um, because they like, whether it's a diet, a quote diet that they're trying to do or some like extreme something that's like not super sustainable, even it's just getting on a program, like something that Liz and I do, you know, coaching people through macros and fitness and water and just like doing basic things to take care of yourself. It's like the second that something goes wrong, like Liz said, you throw in the towel and then all of a sudden you find yourself back at square one or in just a really, really negative headspace. And then you're like, how the hell do I climb out of this hole that I've like, I didn't even like I blinked and now all of a sudden I've like set myself back so far and it happens faster than you even realize. Yeah. And I think the reason, like I said, this time of year, it can, cause I, I caught myself, like I was sharing on the other episode, Halloween. Okay. I had no self-control with candy and the past Liz, like after having that huge indulgence in all the candy on my journey, I would have told myself, all right, well I failed. So I literally would have been like, okay, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. So screw this. I'm just going to stop and just enjoy, quote, enjoy all of the goodies, all the holidays. And then Christmas is coming. Okay. So forget it. I'm just going to wait until the new year. So past Liz would have done that. And I'm very proud of myself. It was like, okay, enjoy the candy. Really didn't enjoy it because I felt like shit. But then the next day I was like, all right, we talked about this. It's like, what's one thing I can do today to get back onto it, to have success, just working on drinking my water. So anyways, that kind of mindset with, um, Josh is going to talk more and dive a little bit deeper into that mindset that we, a lot of us, I know struggle with. I feel like too, it doesn't even have to be like you said, even around the holidays, but what about just straight up like Friday night, Friday night? Yeah. Hits, There's always like going to be go, something. Yeah. You go off the rails. And then how many times, because this was me, this was my life for like eight years straight Friday night, I would eat, we would have pizza night. And then I would say, screw it for the rest of the weekend. I'll start yeah. over on Monday. 
Yeah. Like you, and then you just get in as much food as you possibly can on the weekend because you're going to start over on Monday and then you're going to restrict yourself again. And then you're like, you know, you're in this horrible cycle of self-sabotage. Yes. In in your mind, it's like, that was my last. Okay. That was my last. Like we put this food or drinks or whatever on a pedestal. And it's like, that was my last time I'm going to have that. And that's what, what leads into this vicious cycle. Yeah. So, um, like we said, we, we've kind of talked to Josh about this and he's like, got some really, really good points that we're going to talk through on, um, I guess how to recognize when you're heading into that cycle, because I think sometimes when you get into this, like emotional sabotage, you don't even, it happens so quickly. I think that you don't even recognize that it's happening. So it's almost like, let's figure out why it's happening and what we can do to stop it. So he's going to, he's going to give us some practical steps of taking a step back. And like you said, recognizing before it has snowballed and it's new year's (laughs) and we're telling ourselves now we're going to get started. So without further ado, welcome, Josh. (laughs) Welcome, Josh. I'm going to derail everything that we already talked about so far. And I'm going to just throw this out here because on the last podcast, I heard some conversation about putting Christmas trees up November 1st. (laughs) So if you're out there and you already have your tree up, shame on you. Don't listen to him. He's the Grinch. Thanksgiving is the best holiday of all time. And we need to show it the respect that it deserves. Just saying. So No. And here's the thing. I saw, I just saw something about that. It's like, you can still enjoy Thanksgiving with a beautiful Christmas tree up. That doesn't take the, away from Thanksgiving. Have you seen the meme of like the calendar that's drawn out? And it's like November 1st through the 24th Christmas. And then yes. like November 25th Thanksgiving. And then like <laughs> the remainder is Christmas, but like carves out one day for Thanksgiving. So you still get it. I disagree with that. <laughs> anyway. So guys, um, the one thing that I want you to kind of think about, and we're going to head into this, um, kind of run through some different points that we're going to make and just make sense of it all. But the idea of sabotage in general, right, is it doesn't have to just be emotional sabotage. It's just sabotage in general, right? We obviously there's emotional decisions that get made one way or the other, but um, the idea of coming down and sabotaging yourself, it really just comes down to one thing. And it's why I love this podcast so much is that it comes down to a mindset. It comes down to just being intentional and living your life on purpose and just auditing, like being in the present moment, right? Because the overall idea, we'll get into it more and more, but so many people live their life just like not even intentional. Like life just happens to them and they just kind of get thrown around by the tide of life, right? So just by simply auditing that and being present and knowing that you have the capability to make decisions and that you are making a decision one way or the other, um, that can be just a great first starting place. So if it comes down to like, whether you want to call it emotional sabotage or sabotage in general, just understand that if you're making a decision um, intentionally or unintentionally, it's still a decision being made. So we'll kind of get into the different steps and I don't know how fast and hot and heavy you guys want to come out with this, but um, I made a post the other day and it kind of sums everything up and it's uh, the, whatever it is that you're not changing, you're choosing. Yes. And it's such a powerful statement that if you just stop and think about that, it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the last episode that I was on, where we walked through the visualization loop and manifestation. And it's like manifestation, that's a real thing. And it's happening to you, whether you understand it or not. And same thing with habits, right? Like you're developing bad habits 
whether you are even intentionally trying to or not. So it's just understanding step one is really just being in that moment and understanding that when you make a decision based on an emotional response, something bad happens in life, you lose a job, somebody gets sick, like you're literally giving away all of your power by not making a decision that's in line with what you want. When you were saying being really intentional about the way you live your life, like I think that sums up why we did this podcast because like that just, I was listening to Ed Milet's podcast yesterday and he's, I always hear this, but like, it was just so, so much more powerful. It's like tomorrow is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed to us. Next week is not guaranteed. And like, just hearing him say that, like, I know this, but here I need it written up on my wall. Like just to remind myself that you should be living every single day with such intention. Um, and purpose because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And so when Josh just brought that up, I wanted to reiterate that, that like, that is why we're so passionate about this podcast is like, just not going through the motions of life. It's living with intention and purpose. And, um, if you were to go tomorrow, like what would people say about you? Would you, you know, like, what would your family say about you? I always think about things like that. So I just had to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, I think that's huge. And the thing that I want people to understand is like whether you're like, for lack of a better term, balls to the wall on a goal and like improving your life or not, you could be at the beginning of this. You could be going through a lot of hard stuff in life, but like it's just understanding that like you're in the process. And to the point that Liz just made is like you don't have to be completely all in all the time, right? Yeah. But it's just being in the moment and understanding where you are and being intentional with what you're doing. Right. To the point you made with the Halloween candy, I did the same thing. Right. And, you know, like I actually introduced Jenna to something. She loves Reese's peanut butter cups. So I gave her a fast break bar. I'm like, you have to eat this thing. It's going to blow your freaking mind. Here's the deal, guys. I eat one of those probably three times a week intentionally. Right. It's in the old me before I got my mindset right. It would be I would go on this crazy binge. And, I, and before you know it, I'd be like, what's even happening? I'm not in control of this situation. But now it's like, no, I am intentionally eating it. I'm intentionally tracking it. And I intentionally mm -hmm. still hit my numbers every single day. So it's just really being present and making decisions that you want to make because you want to make them. Right. It's not like, oh, man, next thing you know, I've eaten Chinese food and pizza and alcohol for the last five days. And I don't know what happened. It's like, no, I'm going to make this decision because life is meant to be lived and I'm going to do it with the best of intentions. And that includes downtime, right? Like you don't have to be always on all the time and working out and grinding. Like you hear all this crap on the internet of oh, sleep is for the dead and all this. It's like, no, like build in intentional downtime, mm -hmm. like earn it. Right. But so many people just live their life on the other side of that. And they get thrown around by the waves of life that like, they're not even intentional. They're not present and they don't actually know what they want. So. I think that a lot of that, like, that's how I lived for like my whole life up until like two years ago. It was like, life was just happening to me. And I didn't understand the fact that I could literally take control at any moment, but like, I blamed all of my circumstances on outside things. You know, I never took responsibility for myself. And I, so I think a lot of this comes down to just the simple, like idea of self-awareness and like being able to have self-awareness. And honestly, that's, I feel like that's a huge key to life is self-awareness because once you have self-awareness, like when I say, when I say self-awareness, I mean like being able to have control and like almost look at your life from the outside in. I saw, I heard a phrase, oh my gosh, on the way in here, it was like, you can't read the label from the inside of the jar. 
So it's like, mm-hmm. you almost have to step back for a second and like, look at your life, have self-awareness and look at what's going on. Think about your emotions. Think about your thoughts. Like all of these things, like stop letting life just happen to you. Like you actually have control of these things and you have control over how, how you respond. And so I think, I know that like we were talking about the first step, but I think even the beginning step is just realizing that you need self-awareness in order to be able to take control. Yeah. Uh, And okay. So, so back up because we were saying step one is knowing what you want and why. And I think we didn't even get into that. We didn't yet. I thought we did. I thought. I have something else I want to preface before we dive into it. We did we did reference that, but we haven't outlined those yet. So, All right. Yeah. Something I want to preface here before we dive into it, because I think it's a good time to dive into it. Two things. First thing is based off of what Jenna just said, is that that is something, it's a very real thing. And some of the, the uh, most badass leaders that I know, they call that detachment. And they say detachment is a superpower. It's where you can literally be involved in an extremely chaotic situation, but you still have the self-awareness to be able to step outside of that situation and see it from a third-party perspective in real time. And it's something that is a skill that anybody can develop, right? Mm-hmm. So if if something's happening and, and you know, let's say that you have a family member that's ill, all right? Like you literally, okay, that is the situation. There's nothing that's going to change that in the immediate moment. So you have to be aware of the things that are happening to you and for you in the immediate moment and decipher which one's which and ultimately get your mindset to a place where it's like, all right, cool. This is happening for me, right? Obviously it's a terrible situation and it's not happening directly so I can learn a lesson, but there's always a lesson to be learned in those things. You're only going to find that lesson if you're looking for it, right? And it goes down the same line of choices in any regard. If you're looking for a reason to do something and stick with something, you're going to find it. If you're looking for a reason not to do those things, you're going to find that. Right. Try me out. If you work out in the morning, go to bed tonight. If you're planning on working out first thing tomorrow and think, oh, you know what? It's probably going to be cold tomorrow morning. I'm, you know, my bed's probably going to be warm. But guess what? You're already looking for a reason not to get out of bed. I guarantee you, you probably won't get out of bed. Right. Versus, hey, when that alarm goes off, I'm getting out of bed no matter what happens. My feet are hitting the floor. I'm turning the light on. I'm getting dressed for work or the workout, whatever it is. Right. If you say that and have that thought track, guess what? You're looking for a reason to do it and you're most likely going to end up doing it. So it's just the detachment of stepping out and seeing that from a third party. So now second right. thing, last thing before we dive into this, because <laughs> this is something I heard on a podcast or like a YouTube clip. And I thought it was extremely, extremely pertinent because we all live in this wash of life. All three of us, even like we're just busy. It's always chaotic. There's always stuff going on. Okay. The first things first is that you have to stop try telling yourself And you have to stop looking for life to just line up and be perfect. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it is not happening, right? I heard somebody say it a while back, and I can't remember exactly how they phrased it. But like adulthood is essentially like, I think it was Sal actually said it. But like adulthood and being an adult is like constantly waiting for things like, oh, next week, things are going to slow down. Okay, well, they didn't slow down next week. All right, it's going to slow down in a couple of weeks. Nope, didn't happen then. It only is going to get faster and it's only going to get more chaotic. So at the end of the day, we have to be very conscious of that and just understand that it's going to continue to be hard. It's never going to be easy. The stars are never going to align. Once you accept that, now you can start shifting your mindset to, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes no matter what, because it's going to suck either way. That's a great point. Yep. Just wanted to head in with that. Okay. So Number one that we talked about, um, I like, I like Josh was very good about laying out steps and action items for us to focus on. So if you are someone that takes notes, maybe take notes, but really take in these next four steps. So number one, we were saying knowing what you want and why that is huge. That is your driver. That is what is going to, if you can find a deep why of 
why you're doing this. Why are we wanting to become better? What, what are we working towards here? Um, but knowing that what it is and why your deep, deep, why that is going to, that's going to drive you no matter what. Josh. So going, going back to what <laughs> I was waiting for Jenna to chime in, but going back to what Jenna said earlier, guys, about like where she was in the process of, you know what, like I would, I would fall off on Friday. Next thing you know, I'm telling myself, you know what, I'll start again Monday. Okay. That is a telltale sign. And a very real thing that a lot of people do. Yes. This first step is exactly why that happens, right? You have no idea what you want. Yep. You have no idea why you want it. And you have no idea what you're willing to do to make that happen, right? You're going to hear me say that a million times, right? On any podcast that I get on, I'm going to say there's, there's what you want, there's what you're willing to do, and then there's what it actually takes to get it, right? If what you're actually, what it, what it actually takes and what you're willing to do, if those things line up, guess what? All you got to do is execute consistently. Not even perfectly, just consistently. But if what if you're not willing to do what it takes, you got to stop lying to yourself. And this first piece here is a really key way to identify that is like, what do I actually want? And mm -hmm. in the in the idea of weight loss, right? A lot of people think I want the scale to say 130 pounds. Bullshit. You don't actually want that. Okay. You don't. You want what it's actual, you want what you think it's going to feel like and the person that you think you're going to be when that scale says 130 pounds. You want the confidence, you want the happiness, you want to feel like a badass, right? You want to feel confident in your skin and the comfortability in your clothes. You want all of those things, right? Guess what? If you decide what you want and you start getting into the process and you're willing to actually go through the process, you will have that way before you ever get to that 130 on the scale, right? Because you're going to be overcoming hard shit, which is going to give you confidence. You're going to feel like a badass. You're going to start noticing that clothes fit differently and you're going to want and create a hunger for the process. And I tell people all the time, the process is the reward. But if you do not know what you want, if you don't know what you're willing to do to get to it, guess what? You're going to be that person that says, oh, I'm just going to start over on Monday. Uh, I'll wait till January, right? Because you don't actually know what you want. And that's why you hear people like Liz and Jenna and even myself and other people on social media tell you guys flat out that if you are waiting until January to start, guess what? You're probably going to fail in January too. Because what is so special about a day? If you're not willing to start right now, you don't want it bad enough. So what magical switch is going to go off on January 1st that's going to make you want it more? It's an arbitrary yeah. date. So if you're in that rut right now and you're waiting, I encourage you, stop down, spend some intentional time writing down exactly what you want, what you're willing to do to get it, and then talk to somebody like Jenna Liz or anybody else in your life that knows the answers of what it actually takes to get there and figure out what you're willing to do. How cool, how cool would it be to start the new year, like just feeling so much better about yourself and not doing that whole, whole starting from scratch feeling? Cause I know what that's like. And when Josh is saying this, that was me again, this is why we're so passionate about it because we can relate because we've been there. And that was me. It was, I didn't, it was like a thought. It was a wish. Like, it'd be cool to look like that, you know, but it wasn't, I wasn't intentional enough. I didn't know exactly what I wanted. And then when I finally decided, it was like a random day in April. I'll never forget. Like it was a random day in April that I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I am ready to go all in. It didn't matter what day it was. I wasn't waiting for some special time. And that's all it took. Just going all in and realizing like, I could see what I wanted and that was where the intention came in. So, um, well, we talked about number two. I want to, I want to add into that real quick. Um, we all have a personal story there 
with like being in that spot, because I know as, as we're talking through this and as I'm listening to it, as we're talking through it, there's going to be those people out there that say, okay, well, how do I just figure out what I'm willing to do? Right. And the reality is for some of you, it was for me. Um, it's just going to take something really bad happening. And I pray that that's not the case. I pray that you figure it out before that. Right. But there's just going to be a switch that happens in your mind when you're just sick of your own shit. That's what it was for me because through a 10 year period, I was overweight. I was a smoker in that period. I ran multiple five K's and after every single one, I told myself, you know what? I want to change. I'm sick of this. This was way harder than it should have been. I'm, I'm capable of way more, but I wasn't willing to do what it actually took. I ran a full marathon and smoked a cigarette the morning of, right? Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was the Marine Corps marathon. I'm like, what am I even doing? Right. <laughs> even after that. And during that, I told myself I'm way better than this. I'm more capable. Of this. I need to change. I wasn't willing to do it. Then I had a health scare, right? I was at the top of a set of steps, woke up at the bottom of the set of steps and was told that I basically head dived down, didn't touch a single step until I hit the bottom. Luckily, didn't break my neck, right? No idea what happened, right? Just passed out. Even then, I wanted to change, but I wasn't willing to do what it took. Had another health scare where I thought I was dying. I thought I was having a heart attack. Same thing. Wasn't And, and for me, it wasn't until January 30th, 2018, when I was just like, you know what? I'm sick of my own shit. Like, what am I even doing with my life? I had two young kids at the time. They weren't even enough to get me to go, right? So you have to just simply look at where you're at and where you want to be and decide if you're happy with where you want to be, right? If you're not, then what the hell are you doing with your life? Are you going, all it is is a decision, right? We look at this health journey, guys, and we think, oh man, you know, it's all these great decisions. No, it isn't. It's one choice, one time. Then all you got to do is take action. And that's the problem for a lot of people is they don't get into the action step because they haven't had that conversation with themselves and they haven't got to a point where they're sick and tired of what they're doing. So if you're out there, think about your life. Are you happy? Like, again, detach, look at your life from a third party perspective. Are, is that what you envisioned your life to be? Did you envision your life coming home and sitting down and just waxing off all kinds of pizza and being lazy watching Netflix every single Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the week? Are you capable of more? Because if you are, guess what? All you got to do is detach that and make a decision and say, you know what? I'm done being this way. I'm going to get into action. And guess what? I'm here to tell you that when you first get into that action phase, it is going to suck. It is going to hurt. But if you push through it, all you got to do is keep going. No matter how fast or slow, keep moving and you'll eventually be where you want to be and that mindset will follow. I think I struggled with that a lot. Um, and that also comes with like having just such a fixed mindset. But like when I, like I think about my journey when we talk about this, because I had such a fixed mindset for such a long time and that was my life. And I was coming home and I was like eating all the pizza and watching Netflix and whatever. And life was like going back to that life was happening to me, but I didn't even know that it was possible to, that it was any other way. Because like, I sound so like I was so small minded back then. And I thought that I knew all, like, I thought that I knew so much, but in my head, like that was the life that I was dealt. And I didn't know that it was possible to do anything else. I really didn't. And so it only took somebody literally pouring the belief into me that like, no, you don't have to live that way because nobody had ever said that to me before. And so this is me saying like, you don't have to live that way. You have a choice and you can make the choice to become better, to take action. And that's the thing is it's like, you can think about it all day, but you have to take the first step to taking action. And that's where Liz and I come in with this podcast too, is it's like, I want you guys to know how to take action and what steps to take moving forward, because that was the other thing. I didn't know how. And it's yeah. very common for, cause we're immersed in this, Liz and I, like we are around this kind of community, this energy all the time that sometimes I forget that like, not everybody is. 
And so I want to remind you guys, like who are listening to this, like you can take action to make your life better. You can take the first step to change your life. And like, I don't know. I relate to it so much because I can remember what that feels like to be in that spot and just think that there's no way out when there really is. It just takes somebody just like giving you a push. So this is me giving you a push right now. Yeah. You're listening for a reason. You want it, whether you're in the middle of your journey and you can relate to that Friday night. I struggle every Friday, every Monday I'm restarting. Maybe you are in the middle of it. You obviously want to get better. So we're going to continue to give you some actionable steps to getting better with this whole emotional sabotage. I believe we're on two <laughs> being we present and we intentional. Well, we brought up step two earlier, but we early. Can, yes. We'll being intentional. It, we'll it a, it's own bullet point. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this, just being really intentional every single day, being present, knowing, you know, that it's up to you. You're making the decision whether you're going to do the things you need to be doing or you're not. You're making the decision whether you're going to, you know, eat all the pizza Friday, Saturday, Sunday, restart Monday, or you're going to have the pizza Friday, and then you're going to take a step back and realize that was not the last time that I get to enjoy pizza. And you're going to move on Saturday morning, doing all the normal things that you know you should be doing. So let's jump to recognizing. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Josh, what would I do without you? Yeah, I'm the moderator here. Hey. there's, there's some things to kind of throw in there, some more practical tips here. And I know I, I didn't put these in the notes. My mind's kind of like working as we're going, and I'm just throwing stuff on the, the notepad here. But I like it. Um, a really practical thing to do here, guys, because it's easier said than done, right? But again, like if, you, if you're in that spot of making the decisions emotionally and letting simple little things throw you off, it's simply because you haven't identified what you want and what you're willing to do to get it, right? Because if I know that, hey, no matter what, I've already made the decision that I'm going to move forward, I'm going to kick butt, and I'm going to make progress on my fitness journey or whatever journey that you're on, you'll intentionally make those decisions and be okay with it. It's like, all right, I'm going to enjoy pizza until there's this point, get right back on track the next day. But it's when you don't know what you do, when you don't know what you want that life just throws you around. So another practical tip here, stop down and do an audit of what your threshold is for being thrown off, right? So what is it, what does it actually take to get you to make a bad decision? Because early on in your journey, it's going to be the smallest thing, right? And, and a common thing that I like to talk about in this regard is your mind is always going to bring you back to comfort, Every single time, right? Because uncomfortable things are uncomfortable and we don't like them, right? Take, for example, a cold plunge. It sucks, but guess what? The benefits are huge. So going back to step one, if I know wholeheartedly I've made a decision that I want the benefits of cold plunging because I've studied them, I know what they're all about, it makes it a lot easier to get into that cold plunge. And that that voice telling you, hey, dude, it's not worth it. It's cold. It's freezing. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. I don't even listen to that because I know that I want more what the benefit is that, and what the comfort would give me in that moment. So understand and do an audit of what your threshold is. What's your tolerance? What do you, what throws you off? And early on, it could be, all right, man, I'm sticking to my diet this weekend. And next thing you know, you're at a birthday party and there's cupcakes and you eat a cupcake, right? And next thing you know, you black out and you're covered in cupcake wrappers. Yeah. I used to see it at birthday parties all the time. I was like, wow. Um, you know, but again, it comes back to just having a weak mind, right? Re- weak mindset. So look at what it takes. And then you, it's like a muscle when you see that happening or when it happens, all right, man, I kind of blacked out for a minute. I had that cupcake stop down. 
what am I doing, right? Am I on track for my goals? Am I making right decisions for my goals or not? Again, it's being present, being intentional with where you're at versus just making decisions willy-nilly. So just want to kind of throw that in there. Everybody's threshold is a little bit differently, but over time by auditing that and knowing what it actually takes to throw you off and where you are to begin with, you can be very much more intentional about progressing your mindset and then celebrating those little victories when you don't give in to those tendencies. Or planning ahead for when you know that's going to come up. If it is like his example, he gave the cupcake at the party planning ahead. All right. I know I really struggle with this in social settings. So am I going to go have a cupcake? Okay. Well, what am I going to do before? I'm going to make sure I plan ahead. I'm going to eat a larger meal before so that I'm not going nuts on the cupcake, things like that. But planning ahead and going into it with the right mindset of I'm going to allow myself this and then move forward. What were you going to say, Jenna? What about like the situation? This is one of another thing I want to kind of talk about is like, what about the situations where you have a hard day and then you go, you decide that you want, oh, I'm just going to like, you, you reach for the Reese cup, right? Like the, like the bag of candy, like the Halloween candy that my kids have. And then again, all of a sudden you've got, you've eaten 10 and you're like, well, there it goes. Okay. So we're in this situation. And I think that like, that's going to be a little bit different than planning ahead because those situations are going to happen super fast. Right. And so in those situations, I think it's going to come back to having that self-awareness and being able to pause and recognize what you're doing and also what's triggering you to reach the candy. Mm -hmm. So realizing like what your triggers are and being able to recognize those and maybe do something different about that. Mm -hmm. So like for me, if I have a hard day, I want to emotionally eat. That's what I do. But then I have to sit there and think like, okay, I'm having a hard day. I know I'm going to want to emotionally eat. So what am I going to do instead of reaching for the Reese cups or going for the bottle of wine or whatever? Like it takes pausing and looking from the outside in, you know what I mean? Like you almost have to take a second and realize why you're making these decisions, what you're going to do to change it. So really it's just taking a pause. And like, stop, take, like, stop taking action on that very first emotion, literally sit with it for a minute and be like, okay, what do I really want to do in this moment? So like just taking a pause before you take action. I want to eat this cupcake. <laughs> yeah. You're getting into step four, which is good. We can kind of switch around step four and step three. Um, Cause that was, that was a great entry into that. But guys, another thing I want to throw in on step number two of just being present and present and intentional is just understanding that. Once you make that ultimate choice of change in your life, it literally from there is just decision to decision. It's like I used to tell my clients all the time, it's one decision at a time, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you do go to that birthday party and to Jenna's point, you have that cupcake. Oh man, damn it. I lost the decision that I just made. It wasn't a good decision that was in line with my goals. Well, guess what? If you know and stop down and be intentional and audit that, hey, I have another decision to make when the grill's done, when all the food that's on the grill is done being ready. I have a decision to make when I get home, every meal, every workout, every single thing that you do for yourself through the day. And that's in line with the process of what it actually takes. It's all a decision and you don't have to be perfect, right? The really cool thing about it is once you make this a lifestyle, you can, I, like I told you earlier, I eat candy bar three times a week, <laughs> 400 calories. Guess what? It, it lines up with my macros. I'm perfectly okay. Making that decision to enjoy my life. Friday night is pizza night with the kids right? Usually get some type of ice cream on the weekend, but it works because I am intentionally making that decision knowing, and then to Jenna's point, or I think Liz said it, planning ahead. It's like, all right, well, I'll just have a little bit less carbs in the early day so I can fit those things into my day and enjoy it. And it's not something I do every day, but it's something that 
it's decision to decision and don't throw the baby away with the bathwater because you th- made one bad decision. Cause guess what? A decision on Friday night, you still got 40, 50 good decisions that you can make through the rest of the weekend. So I'm going to throw that in there. I love the analogy of like, there's a few analogies, but like if you blow a tire and you like pull over on the side of the road, you don't pop the other three tires. Like you fix the one tire and you keep moving forward. Or the analogy of like, if you drop your phone and it gets a little crack, you don't sit there and stomp on it until it's completely broken and doesn't work anymore. Like, no, you pick your phone up. You know what I mean? So it's like the, just simply make stepping back and making that decision that you did not ruin everything and you can make it right with the next decision. You don't have to continue to snowball in a negative way. We tend to get really hyper-focused on the micro. And this is something I talked to a group of people about the other day. It's like we get focused on the micro and that comes down to each decision. We put way too much power on one decision, right? So, and anybody out that is out there that tracks their macros, I want you to think about this. The last time you had four perfect check marks, you got your calories, you got your protein, you got your carbs, you got your fat, you were dialed in, you nailed it, you drank your water, you got a good bit of fiber, you worked out that day, you had a perfect day. Was the scale down 15 pounds? It wasn't, right? No different than if you have a day where you go seven, 800 calories over, the scale is not going to be up 17 pounds, right? It's it's going to be fine. So we look at the micro of the day-to-day and the minute-to-minute, and I want you to realize a little bit of perspective is that if you're on a health journey, you're going to be doing this for the next 40, 50 years. Yeah. So what is a decision? What is a couple of days? What is a week? Maybe you're in it right now and you're beating yourself up over it. It's a season. Right. But again, going back to what we talked about in step number one, if you know what you want, you know why you want it, and you just stay unwavering in your desire to move forward towards that, no matter how slow or fast, you're going to be doing this for a very, very long time. So stop sweating the small stuff and just stay on course. Right. Always do something that is in your best interest every single day. And we'll kind of get into that here in a little bit. When consistency will beat perfection every time. So you don't have to be perfect. So you can slip up here and there and it's okay. But the fact that you continue to move forward, you continue, you don't throw it all away. You don't say, well, screw it. Why am I even doing this? You know, I can never stay on track. I'm just giving up. Like when you take quitting off the table and you just continue to show up every single day, you can, it doesn't matter if you're perfect or not. You're still going to be moving forward because you are actively making decisions to move yourself forward. There will be days that just go out the window, but again, you just get right back on track the next day. (laughs) I think when I stopped like chasing the, the perfection and I stopped chasing this finish line, there's. Josh was saying like, you're on this journey for years. There is no finish line. So once I stopped with this mindset of like, I gotta, I gotta get there. Once I get there, I'll be happy chasing this finish line. And I, and I focused on one decision at a time. And I focused on just falling in love with the process. It really became so much, so much better. I like it clicked like this is forever. This is the lifestyle just like a season of life. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, you know? So I think that makes this a lot more sustainable is those, those little slip ups, like they're so small. It's not when, when you look at the big picture of how this is going to be going on forever. And that can be kind of scary too. It's like, shit, this is hard. (laughs) I'm doing this forever, but it's so worth it. Those little slip ups, they're so small in the big picture. I think that point you just made goes back to what we said in the beginning, uh, like the whole preface of everything is understand that there's no finish line, understand it's never going to get easier, understand you're never going to be the person that you ultimately want to be because it's a sliding scale. 
right? Yeah, like you'll gain those things, the confidence, the discipline, the happiness, the determination, the grit, the fortitude, the confidence like in your own skin and all those things that you want, that you think you're going to get at the end of the journey. There is no end, right? But you can, you get those things by being in the process, yep. right? And then every single day that it almost becomes an addiction of like, you know, you see people like us and sometimes people question, it's like, man, like, how do you guys just do this every day? It seems automatic. Well, it's because we know what the outcome is. We know that if I want to stay happy and stay disciplined and, you know, it's very frowned upon in society to stab people. So working out is therapy, right? <laughs> like it becomes who you are, not what you do. But you have to get to the point where you just accept these things that it's always going to suck. You're never going to be finished. And you, you enjoy those little moments, right? And I believe you guys said this on four or five podcasts ago. It's like, if we only did the things that we wanted to do, or if we only executed when we felt like it, like it would be like one or two days a week maximum, right? And you didn't lay it out in those terms, but you guys discussed it. And it's like, you have to just come to that conclusion that the journey is never going to be over and you just got to execute no matter what. You're not going to feel like it 99% of the time. But if you don't execute, the alternative is a life of complacency that you're not going to be happy with no matter what. So keep the power in your hands and just make the best decisions you can in the moment. Where are we at? What's Let's jump in we there. We'll, we'll we're jump all in over there. the place. Well, oh, I feel like we're bouncing around with all these things okay. that I'm getting confused well, even looking at the notes. We, the step, let's recap. Step one is knowing what you want and why. All right. Step number two is being present and very intentional and just know that the, a decision is being made, right? Whether you're intentionally making it or you're just letting life make it for you. All right. And then we'll, we'll, we'll skip because Jenna started getting into the, the tendencies. So we can make step number three, audit your tendencies and habits. At the end of the day, guys, you're always going to fall back to your habits. And so when we're continuing to work on perfecting these habits and just drilling these habits, like this is why the more we work on them, the better it is we will be. So it's like, if you're just starting your journey and you find yourself continually giving in to these emotional responses and like, you know, you feel like you're just failing all the time because you're like, oh, why can't I get this? Why can't I get this? It's because you just started. Okay. And it's like the more you're drilling these new habits, every, all of this is new. So being able to take a step back, audit your life, audit what you want, drilling, like, okay, I can make this decision. Like all these things you develop over time and it all becomes stronger over time. So this is not like, like I said, if you're in the beginning of your journey, you're not going to struggle this hard forever. If you just continue to show up, it gets easier. And which is why, like, I do still struggle, but I don't struggle nearly like I used to because I'm able to, like Josh said, like I can make a decision. I'm deciding to eat pizza tonight. Like I'm not, oh, I just can't say no. Like I just gave in. Oh, I'm so mad at myself mm -hmm. because then you have that guilt. We talked about that last week. It's like when you intentionally make the decision to do something, you don't have the guilt and you can move on with your life. But it's when you go in with the intention of not eating the pizza or not eating the cupcakes, and then you give in because you just can't say no to yourself. Then you feel guilty. Then you start the self-sabotage. So it's like just keeping your promises to yourself and having the intention and doing what you say you're going to do. It's, there's nothing wrong with having the cupcake. It's beating yourself up afterwards and then spiraling exactly. out of control. Yeah. It's very freeing. I think like when you can have that control and that power over, over the pizza, it's like <laughs> when I have the control and I like, it's just very freeing for me to be like, I'm going to eat the pizza tonight because I know it's not the end all be all. Like I've, I've developed that over time. And we talked about that being like a muscle of just, you know, it, it takes time to develop that skill, to learn how to move on afterwards. And to, you know, take a step back and recognize that it's, 
it's not the last time that you're going to have that pizza. To me, it's a very freeing feeling. And I love that. And I want that for everybody to have that, that, I don't know, it's just that relationship with these foods we put on a pedestal for so long that we label as good foods and bad foods. And it's like, that's something I always work with my people on is like, it's just food. It's just food. You don't have to put it up on a a pedestal where you have it and you feel guilt tied to it. So, um, I was going to say there was something, Oh, just, um, when you were talking about habits, I know we've talked about it before, but like that acting as if mentality, like you were saying, if you're someone that's just starting out and you haven't drilled in these habits, you can start to act as if someone that has these habits in place already, you can start to act as if, and that's a really powerful tool for someone that is just starting out. That was something that really helped me a lot with just not knowing where to go or, you know, what steps to take. It's like, I just started to act as if I was a person that went to the gym consistently. I started to act as if I had this habit of someone that eats healthy and hits their protein goal or whatever it is, you know? So, um, that mindset has helped me a ton. Well, too, we even talked about it last week is just making decisions for your future self. So like in the moment when you're taking a step back, it's like, okay, I can choose to eat the pizza. All right. Like we're using pizza as this, like, yeah, I want some pizza example, but I'm also going to make the decision for my future self. So like, if I am gung ho towards a goal, I know, and I have control to say like, I don't need that pizza right now because I want this goal. Okay. And I want to get there faster. So you have control both ways, but it's like my future self, am I going to be happy that I gave in for this pizza or am I not? I talked about this week with my people, like having worth it. Like, is this pizza worth it to me? Or is it just another night that it really doesn't matter? I'm just going to go ahead and eat my prepped food because that's going to move me a little bit closer to my goals. Or is it like a huge family night? You're getting together with people that you haven't seen in forever and you just want to let loose and enjoy yourself. That's okay too, but you are making that decision and you're not falling victim to it. So it's being able to have the control to make the decision and either one is fine, yes. but you're making it for your future self. So if, is your future self going to be mad that you did that? Or is it going to be happy? Are you going to be happy with yourself? So for instance, last night, my mom came over for dinner. I haven't seen my mom in a little while. She's going through chemotherapy and excuse you. <laughs> um, she's going through chemo. So like I knew that whatever we were going to have for dinner, I didn't care. I just wanted to be present in the moment. And that was going to be worth it to me. So whether it was off, like way off of my normal macros, way off of my normal plan, which it was because she brought these delicious brownies that she makes homemade. I knew she I was going to eat them with one. love. Yeah. She makes them with love. I did not bring you one. <laughs> she makes them with love. And so I knew that my future self, I knew I wasn't going to be mad for indulging in that brownie. You know what I mean? Because that was worth it to me. But if it was a little Debbie, brownie that was in a package, I probably would have been like, was that really worth it? Okay. Probably not like, you know, but being able to take a step back and almost like, like I said, looking at it from the outside and like taking a step back, thinking about your future self, what do you really want in the moment? What's going to move you towards your goals? Is this a big deal or is it not a big deal? I mean, it's being able to have that self-awareness. I want to dive in on tendencies and this one thing about habits is you have to understand, like I've had a lot of clients in the past and even now still um, with the people that I mentor, oh man, it's so hard to develop a habit. Really? <laughs> because the habits that you have right now, you develop by not even thinking about it, right? So I want you to understand that like when we think about habits, we tend to think about the habits we want to create 
And a lot of times there's habits that we created just by being who we are and doing what we do on a day-to-day basis without even thinking about it. You know, like think about like, and this is a perfect example. Next time you take a shower, think about how you wash yourself. It's the exact same order of operations every single time. Left arm, right arm. Yeah. So right. Like whatever you do, like, think about that. Like that is a habit that you created without even thinking about it, but it is automatic. And then you can look at that from a bad habit standpoint, you not going to the gym and you eating fast food and getting DoorDash and whatever, that is also a habit. You chose those things, whether it's subconsciously or intentionally, it's things that you're choosing. So understand that now going into tendencies because tendencies is that's how you change your habits. And it goes back to the first step or a second step rather of being intentional and being present, right? So be very intentional and start looking at the tendencies that you have right? Along the lines of the goal that you want. So we'll talk about fitness because it it obviously correlates. But one thing that a lot of people do, okay, I know all three of us are guilty of it is you'll scroll social media before you go to bed. And inevitably, you look at your clock and you're like, damn, there's no way I just did this for an hour and 12 minutes, right? And it's like, man, I should have been asleep 40 minutes ago. What am I doing? And then you spend another 15 minutes doing it. Well, it doesn't help that Liz and I just send reels to each other like all day long. And so we've gotten good. It's not happening at night. (laughs) Right. So along the lines, though, is that's a tendency that can keep you from actually achieving your goal of waking up early and going to the gym. Right. So, again, it comes back to what do you actually want? What are you willing to do to get it? Are you willing to audit that tendency and not do those things? Same type of deal with food. It's like, all right, your tendency is when you get hungry, you make a bad decision and you order DoorDash or you order some type of crap or you grab a candy bar uh, subconsciously or you eat something that's off plan. All right. So a habit to create to fight that tendency would be plan ahead, right? So on the opposite end of whatever tendency it is that's throwing you off, there's an ability to make a better decision ahead of time or even in that moment. And over time, by just auditing these tendencies and cutting them out or trimming them down, it allows you to actually develop the habits that you want that'll get you where you want to go. But again, you have to be present in this because we all have tendencies that happen that we don't even know are happening. So it's, it's recognizing that you're in that moment. It's like, okay, this is a tendency that keeps me from waking up and going to the gym early. Create a habit that fights that. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that my phone goes off at this certain time. I'm going to have my workout gear ready to go, and I'm going to have positive self-talk on why I'm getting up and going to the gym in the morning. Right? It's really that simple. If you go back and listen to our habits episode of the podcast, this would be the equivalent of creating friction, right, Liz? Yes. Create friction to break the habit of whatever it is that's keeping you from moving forward. But you have to have that as a skill. You have to have that ability to Mm self-reflect. Why did this not go well? Okay. Like Josh said, I didn't, I skipped my workout in the morning because I didn't have my clothes laid out or I didn't move my phone far enough away. I know that works for me and I didn't have my phone far enough away. So I had to get up out of bed to turn off the alarm. And then I was up. You have to be able to self-reflect. And there's this common theme here that we keep talking about. It all comes back to us. We have control and it's all like, can't be pointing fingers on other circumstances. This always comes back to us. And that's what we've been saying over and over. But that's that common theme is that you have the control. You have the control to self-reflect. You have the control to do something about what didn't go well. You have the control to change the circumstances. You have the control over the food. Like it all comes back to us and our control over the whole situation. Yeah. And the number one tendency that I see that a lot of people make is it's they give themselves an out. Right. So I even find myself doing this occasionally because, you know, if I don't work out in the morning, I'm working out super late at night and it's not super ideal. 
So that's my mindset sometimes is like, all right, if I skip the workout in the morning, I'll get it in at night. And I give myself an out, right? Which you can look at that two ways. It's like always have a contingency and fall back on that contingency no matter what. Like if that's your contingency of working out late at night, it has to happen, right? But it's not an easy thing for people to do early on. So early on, the best thing to do is not even give yourself an out. It's like, no, I am working out at this time. I am doing this workout. And if my butt is not in the gym, I failed on my goal today and I'm not allowing that. So what you, what you allow in your life are the things that you, uh, what you tolerate is what you allow essentially. So if you, if you're tolerating having an out, you're allowing that it's an intentional decision that you're allowing you to, again, just audit that, get rid of that tendency and stop giving yourself an out and making excuses. Second thing with that, while we're on excuses is a very powerful habit to do is write down and say out loud, whatever the excuse is, right? Oh man, I got all these emails to catch up on. So I'm not going to work out on my lunch break, write it down and say it out loud. Because when it's in your mind, it sounds great, right? Again, your mind always wants to bring you back to comfort. So, oh, yeah, you can you can get it done later. But when you say it out loud and hear yourself say it, you're like, that is such a ridiculous reason why I shouldn't attack my goals today. Guess what? You can do emails while you're between sets. Like, whatever. Figure it out. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So, just be. It's again, it's, it all comes down to being intentional and looking at your life for what it actually is, not what you want it to be. And then making decisions on what you actually want it to be based off of what it actually is. That's where your accountability partner comes in. When you say it out loud to them, you sound like an idiot. Cause I was like, I was texting Jenna. She's my accountability partner. And I was like, I was literally hoping she was going to give me an out for going to the gym. And I'm like, man, I have cramps and like saying all this stuff. And she's like, she literally texted me back one word and she was like, go. And like, when I was saying it out loud, I was like, you know, I want to go train legs. I got my leg goals, but I don't feel good. And she's like, go. Like when I said it out loud, I was like, that sounds ridiculous. So have an accountability partner. We talked about that last week. Huge. We had a girl. So we did a 13 mile ruck as a leadership, uh, the leadership of first form did a 13 mile ruck um, last week. That's a week ago already. Holy cow. Yeah. I had a, lead, I had, a, wow. I had a, a person out in the world that I mentor and coach. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I need to do something hard. So she did it the next day. And she texted me, she's had heel issues for a long time. And I knew going into it, she was probably going to suffer a lot. She got to mile 10 and she texted me. She says, Hey, like I'm in a lot of pain. I'm limping a lot. What should I do? And my question was a very simple one. Are you hurt? Or are you injured? And she says, I don't know if I know what the difference is. I said, can you keep going? And she said, yes. And she finished it. Said, I don't care how fast you go, just finish it. Right. And again, that was her mind telling her to stop. It wanted her to go back to comfort. But guess what? She got 10 times the return on her confidence and discipline by finishing than giving into the comfort voice. And it was her saying it out loud and then putting it out there with an accountability partner and just owning up to it. And again, the return was so much greater than it ever would have been had she quit. She said her heel even felt better, right? After yeah, she said her, yeah, she <laughs> physically, she, like, yeah, she felt better. Just, this is the best my heels felt in months, right? So accountability is absolutely huge. Another way to look at that, if you don't have an accountability partner, is think about like if somebody was saying that excuse to you, right? Somebody came to you and said, Liz, like, I want this and I'm willing to do this to get it, right? And then that excuse pops up. Think about if somebody came to you and told you that excuse and you were the one holding them accountable. Would you allow that or would you accept that? Or would you tell them they're full of crap and they need to get their shit together? Right. So just, again, detaching and seeing it from a third party perspective, because when it's rolling around in our mind, it's always going to sound perfect. Where are we at? Step, step number four. <laughs> so, Lost on the step. All right. The so step number four, guys, this is a really, really important one. And we kind of switched step three and four around, but it's recognizing the changes that are happening and celebrating those. 
right? Not stopping and celebrating and having like a huge smorgasbord or taking a week off or anything like that, but just stop and recognize how far you're coming, right? Um, Jenna made a, a statement earlier. She said, when you continue to show up for yourself, it gets easier. And not to disagree with Jenna, because it does get easier, but it's not because the process gets easier. It's because you're changing. It's because you're becoming harder. It's because you're becoming more disciplined. It's become because you're becoming a different person mentally. So it's the process is always the process. It's always going to suck, right? And you know, Jenna and I recently both got back into CrossFit. CrossFit is CrossFit. Well, guess what? Six months from now, it's not the CrossFit got easier. It's that we got better. We got more endurance. We got stronger. Our cardiovascular capacity went up. The workout's still the same, right? So the same thing applies here. It's just you have to understand that it doesn't ever get easier. You're getting more mentally strong, but you have to stop down and recognize those things. And that's the beautiful thing that I tell people in the world that are on a journey or want to be on a journey is get yourself a Liz or a Jenna in your life because those people, people like that are going to point out these wins when you can't see them, right? Mm -hmm. As you're tracking your food, you know, I had a client that he tracked his food for three weeks and he's putting Chick-fil-A in there every morning for breakfast. And all of a sudden week four, I'm like, yo, Bill, I don't see Chick-fil-A in there, dude. That's freaking awesome. What's up with that? Well, hey, I, you know, I recognize it wasn't the best choice and I could make a better choice in that moment. And I applauded him like he just won the Super Bowl. I'm like, Bill, dude, that is a huge freaking deal, man. Like, I, I want you to stop and think about how big of a deal that is, that your mindset is changing around food and what what's good, what's bad, what's better. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I didn't even really think about that. It was just a decision, decision, right? So it's applauding the decisions. And if you don't have somebody like that, just stopping and recognizing who you're becoming. I think the small, like the people underestimate the small wins because the small wins are the big wins because your journey it's you're going to have very very few big wins like right. i'm not saying they're not going to happen they will they will happen but they're not going to happen very often so you have to also recognize the small wins because the small wins turn into the big wins and so those are going to be those are like i mean they need to be celebrated because it's going to keep you pushing forward this is a great time to throw in um i want to throw this in at the end but uh one of the main mentors that I've had in my life, one of my best friends, um, dude's just a mindset genius. And he actually gave Jenna a little bit of crap because he's never been on the podcast. <laughs> he um, wants to come on. Yeah. I mean, if he ever gets on this podcast, like I will, I'll be the number one person listening to it. But uh, TJ LeFevre, he made an Instagram post recently and it lines up exactly with what Jenna just said. He said, the most life-changing habits are seemingly insignificant when done once. Things like working out, investing money, reading, saying an encouraging word to your spouse. They don't change much when done once or every once in a while. However, when doing consistently over time can change absolutely everything. You don't have to do 28 hours of work every day to achieve your goals. You just need to be consistent and get a little bit better every single day. Like I, it's probably one of the, like every time he puts out a post, I'm like, dude, this is probably the best post I've seen on Instagram ever, but it's so, so, so true, right? We look at the, these decisions that we're making as so insignificant because we're looking at it as a micro scenario. We're looking at it in the moment. Oh, you know, I, I ate perfect once. And it goes back to what I said. You had one perfect day. You didn't change your life. You had one bad day. It didn't change your life. Well, guess what? If you continue having bad days, it will change your life. Not in the way you want, right? So it's over the long haul. And it's a big reason why a power list is so huge, right? I didn't want to, really want to go down that task. But to line that up, it's like if you want to lose, let's say in 2024, you want to lose 80 pounds, right? All right, cool. So January 1st, I start. Well, if you have this big goal that's really far off and you have all this time to achieve it, you you lose the importance of every single day and every single decision. Because you know what? Ah, it's the first weekend. You know what? I got plenty of time. It's a big goal. You know, I'm just going to I'm going to eat off plan this weekend. Next thing you know, you're tired, sluggish because you ate off plan and you're not really feeling great. So you skip the gym. All right, it's not a big deal. You know, I got all this time. 
So the idea is taking your big goal that you have, reversing it down to a list of things that it's going to take to get there. You want to lose 80 pounds, hitting your protein every day. One gram of protein per pound of goal body weight is a great place to start, right? If you hit that, cool, good to go. Tracking your food and making sure that you are in a sustainable calorie deficit, right? A little shameless plug, doing it in the first four maps, the best way to do it because you have a coach that will tell you exactly what to do, how to do it. Specifically me or Liz. Yes. Right. So, and if you guys have questions on that, let her know, but you know, moving your body intentionally, whether it's a walk, whether it's a workout, a stair climber session, whatever it is, and then drinking water, right? These are the four things that we coach people on to help them change their entire life along with foundational health. Right. So the idea though, is if I knock off all of those things today, I won today. Now, if I knock them off tomorrow, I won tomorrow. You win enough days, you win, win the week, right? You win enough weeks, you win the month. You win enough months and you win the year. So the idea is taking that big goal and boiling it down to actionable things that you can win every single day on. It's those small decisions that if I just hit my protein one time, it seems in insignificant. It's not even a big deal in the grand scheme of things. But if I do it today, if I do it tomorrow, I do it the next day, guess what? Over time, now you're becoming who you're supposed to be and you're making progress on that goal that seems so far away. I love the other part of his post that says Su successful people do daily what average people do every once in a while. Mm. That hit me so hard when I read that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true because it goes to you know what you were just talking about, like the small things that add up, the little things that you're doing, the little decisions that you think are not a big deal are what move you forward or, and it's what builds your habits. It's what like, what your foundation is built upon are all of those small decisions and being able to make the right ones that move you forward every day. I want to kind of dive in real quick to emotional sabotage, right? Because that's obviously the main topic of the discussion. Um, life is happening, right? Life happens to all of us. For you guys that have been listening to the show, life's been happening to Liz, it's been happening to Jenna. I haven't gotten in all the stuff that's going on with me, but life happens to everybody all the time. Like it's just a safe thing to assume. So whatever is going on in your life, and this is a very real conversation that I actually had with Jenna about two, three weeks ago, is when you're in these situations, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in life that you can't control right? You lost a job, uh, a family member, or a friend is sick, like all these different things are happening and you can't control them. So the main idea of getting away from emotional sabotage is number one, understanding that there's only two things that you can control, right? It's the action that you take and it's the way that you show up or address or view the problem, your emotional state, right? Your actions and your attitude. So the conversation that I had with Jenna and the situation she was going through and the same thing I'll tell anybody that has a situation going on, I do it probably three or four times a week, is when you can't control the things going on around you and then you don't control your actions and you don't control your attitude, you're literally giving away all of your power. You're giving away the only two things that can happen in that day or in any day that line up with what's in your best interest you're giving it away. Why would you do that? And then if you look at it from the outside in and you consistently give that away, it's no wonder you're not winning. You're giving away the only two things that you have control over. And it's no wonder your mindset's trash. It's no wonder you have negative energy around you and you keep attracting more negative things to you, right? So the opposite of that is actually controlling it. So, hey, while life's happening over here, I am going to control what I put into my body. I'm going to make sure I hit my protein. I'm going to make sure I hit my macros. I'm going to make sure I go work out. If anything, that maybe not to make amazing progress in the gym, but for my mental health and my mental sanity. Guess what? When you do those things, guess what? All the crazy stuff in life is still happening. But now you have a little bit of confidence because you handled your business. You stayed disciplined in it and you actually took care of what you can take care of, which is those two things. And now you have more power. 
And guess what? You come through that situation because it's happening now for you. You're becoming a better person through it, or at least maintaining the person that you are in the moment. And now you can look back on that and be like, yeah, I made progress through it. Right. It's the whole COVID thing that Andy talks about all the time. It's like <laughs> we had two or three years of COVID. Did you become better or did you let life just kick the crap out of you? And you did you become worse? Right. And again, understanding that it's a choice you have to make. How did I show up for myself? What action did I take? And how did I view the situation and let it dictate my emotional state? So only two things that you have. And when you give them away, you're giving away everything that is in your best interest. I feel like we talked about that last week with, I hear that. And I think about the journey that I literally just went through with coming off of that medication and just like how freaking hard it was, but how hard I tried to control everything that I could in that situation when I felt like my emotions were out of control and like my body you know, the withdrawals and everything. I was coming off of that medication. Like I was doing everything that I possibly could to make it better in that situation, rather than like just saying, screw it. Like this is, you know, life sucks. This is horrible, which it was horrible, but it was like, at least I had a little bit of control. So mentally it helped me say like, okay, well, at least I'm doing something about it. You know, I'm like, I have, I'm controlling the controllables. We say that all the time. It's like control the controllables. You have things in your control. You might not be able to, I couldn't control the fact that like my body was going through these withdrawal symptoms, but I could control the food I was putting in my body. And the fact that I was going outside to walk or that I was journaling or doing all these things to try to make it better. Um, You know, so I love that you, I love that you touched on that. And that's how I relate to that is like what I just went through. Well, and that just comes back to what we talked about. Those little decisions that you made each day to continue to control the things that you could. They didn't feel big in the moment. They didn't have a huge outcome in the moment, but they've added up. And like you were just saying this morning, I mean, it's like six months, how many months ago, three, four, six. I, this, so I had a three and a half hour drive this morning. So I was like, sometimes I'll go back and Liz and I were just talking about this. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to like our first couple episodes and like feel how different it was when we first started to like where we're at now. And like, I listened to my episode where I was talking about first coming off of that medication, the Jenna story episode. And I was listening to just my mindset at that point. And then I listened to the one we did last week. And I was like, holy shit, even just like the, the way my voice sounded and like the confidence in my voice, but I would not have gotten there had I not controlled what I could through that entire storm, like through that entire situation. So I made progress and I grew as a person through that versus like letting it just continually like beat me down. And then now here I am trying to dig myself out of this hole. Like I did what I could. It wasn't perfect. I didn't feel like I was making progress like physically, you know, I, you know, I was beating myself up about that, but it's like, that's, that doesn't even matter. Like the progress that I've made mentally and emotionally too. Like that's important too, guys. That's the thing is it's like whatever journey you're on, even if it's a fitness journey, sometimes you're going to be making more progress mentally or spiritually or emotionally than you are physically, but it's all pours into the person that you're becoming. It's all just as important. So yeah, it compounds, compounds. And here you are, however many months later. And like you said, like you sound like a different person, like it's, it's added up over time and it's been worth it. So those small choices, they really, they don't seem like a big deal in the moment, but they add up and they can go either way. So making those, those decisions each day, where are we at with our list? We've made it through the list. We've made it through (laughs) the list. I'm not going to lie. The list kind of threw me off. So like, can we run through these like one through four again, because I feel like that got a little messy you know, I feel like bouncing back and forth. So number one, 
is knowing what you want and why you want it. So coming back to your why, we talked about that last week, like find a strong why, like what is it that's pushing you right now? What is it that you fall back on that's going to keep you moving forward? Why do you want this? Why are you on this journey? What's number two? Did you want me? (laughs) These got mixed up. I don't know. (laughs) Step number two is being intentional and being very present with the fact that a decision is being made, whether you're intentionally making it or letting it happen subconsciously. Step number three is recognizing the changes that are happening and and the positive mindset shifts that are happening and having a little celebrations and understanding that. Again, going back to getting a mentor that can help you with that. Step number four is auditing your tendencies and your habits. Now, I want to talk about habits one more time real quick. There's something called a keystone habit, and um, it's it's a very powerful thing. And it's been studied quite a bit as far as people that um, have not really ever spent their life in fitness, right? So maybe you kind of came through school, you didn't play sports. Um, There's this thing that can develop that's called a keystone habit where you literally start wrapping your identity around fitness as a lifestyle and a healthy lifestyle because it gives you so much joy and it kind of shapes who you are from an identity standpoint, right? The other, the other type of person that this works for, but not to that strong of a degree is somebody that had a background in this stuff early on, went through a long period of time without it and then found it again. So the idea here, guys, with all of these things from a mindset shift standpoint and strengthening your mindset is to let it become who you are and not what you do. Right. And if you do this long enough, what happens is your identity will start to shift and you'll become the person that you want to become just in the process. Right. And before you know it, you'll look back and be like, oh, wow, I'm that person. And it's hard to recognize while you're in the moment. But just understand, again, going back to step number three is recognizing those changes is the more you stop down and recognize the changes that are happening, the more you're going to see that you are making progress and you're going to crave more of that. Because you're going to start seeing how every single aspect of your life is changing. That's why fitness is such a powerful thing. It literally spans into every area of your life. You become a better spouse. You become a better parent. You become a better community member, a better worker at your job, right? Like it spans every area of your life. And it's not because you're getting in better shape. It's because your mindset is shifting and you learn how to handle the swells of life a little bit differently and in a more proactive manner. And here's the beauty of it is when you start to that you let that become your identity, people around you start to see that. And that's how, like, if you ever are on your journey, it's normal when you're changing your habits and you start to get a little pushback from people in your life because change is uncomfortable for everybody. But the more you continue to show up and, and that just becomes your identity, like I am this person that is lives a healthy lifestyle, the less pushback you're going to get from those people, as long as you continue to own it as you're, you know, as your identity, the less pushback you're going to get from those people. And hopefully full circle, they start to go out and do those things and they start to take on those healthy habits as well. And that's how we, that's how we continue to make the world better. (laughs) So full circle. It's a hundred percent. I mean, like just through my own Instagram experience, like I post a lot of different stuff, different content across the board, but it's not the people like when I uh, post a progress photo of where I used to be versus now, like people don't comment on that post saying, oh man, I want to look like you. They don't do that. Right. But when I post a mindset post, they say, oh, thank you. I needed to hear that today. Right. So it's because I've been able to elevate my mindset through the process that I can give value to people around me. It's not how I look. It's how I think. It's how I act. It's who I am. Right. So to to Liz's point, 
if you're in this journey, like understand that mindset is way more powerful than anything else. And it's the way that you make the impact of the people around you. If you want the people in your life to start being healthier and you're already been on this journey, you've already succeeded in, in having a successful transformation. Where's your mindset at, right? Because the mindset is what people want. They want to be like you from a, man, how do they walk into a room and, and just smile and have the confidence that they have? Like, I can't even imagine myself going into the gym and just working out. Well, yeah, it's not because of the way you look, it's because your mindset, right? So understand that the mindset, guys, the reason I'm so passionate about it is it literally transcends every single area of your life. And when you get the mindset, you'll be willing to work hard enough to get the body that you want. Love it. Boom. All right. Is that it? I mean, like, oh my God. I, I, my mind is like, like I need to digest. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack in this episode and I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So guys, hopefully this helps. Um, this idea around emotional sabotage, don't feel like you're alone. And I had a conversation with one of my clients this past week, and sh- this is the exact conversation that we had is she said, I get so down on myself. I end up just throwing in the towel. And I just think, why, why, like, why am I even doing this? It's not working. You know, we start going down this, she starts going down this path. And I was like, listen, you are not alone in thinking that. And so hopefully like everything that we just covered kind of helps with that mindset. It all comes down to mindset. It all comes down to self-awareness and being able to just kind of take a step back, recognize what's going on and the decisions that you are making and why you're making them. So, and ask your, like, ask yourself, why is it so easy to beat ourselves up for one little decision that we think is a bad decision, but like we were talking about celebrating those little wins. Why is it so hard to find those wins? You know? And I think if we can shift that and like, stop beating ourselves up for one little decision because then that leads to more of the self-sabotage. But why can't instead, like, why can't we shift and just learn to find those little wins every day? Just like we would find those wins for our accountability partner. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to your accountability partner, right? You wouldn't talk to your accountability partner and tell them you're an idiot for eating a pizza on Friday night. You're not going to go out and say that. Like, find the wins for yourself, just like you would for someone else. So I think that's a big shift too, but you're always going to find what you're looking for. Like we just talked about, mm-hmm. you're going to, if you want to find the wins, you can look at your life and you can look at all the decisions and everything you've been doing and find all kinds of wins. But if you want to find everything that you're failing out, failing at, like you'll find those too. So just yeah. like flip your perspective. Yep. You got to look at how you talk to yourself. That's the number one thing you need to change. Right. And here's, here's where I'll end what I need to say. Kind of one of the things I've always learned is the last thing you say on a podcast is what people usually take away and remember. Yep. So overall message for you guys is understand that like you need I'll just to say it point blank. And if it offends you, I'm sorry, but you got to stop playing a victim to life and understand that you're way more powerful and capable than you think you are. Right. Like if you're willing to just throw away all of what you want on a goal because of one bad decision, then that makes you a very mentally weak person. And that's not a bad thing because you don't have to stay there. I was there for 10 years, right? But you have to understand that you are so powerful by just making a simple decision, right? And just understanding who you are. 
And when life's beating you up, understand, hey, I am the person that is going to, to rescue myself, right? Talked about it before the, the Joe Rogan podcast I listened to in the early stages of my journey. I listened to it every single morning. It was There's two versions and a, a minute and a half version and an 11 minute version. You have to become the hero of your own story and you have to realize that nobody's coming to save you. Mm -hmm. It's you, right? And when you understand that and you understand that, hey, I am powerful in that I can make the decision that's going to be in my best interest everything changes because you're not waiting for somebody to come do it for you. It's up to you. That early workout, the food that you need to track, like whatever it is, like it is you and only you. And the beautiful thing about this journey is when you get to the end of it, whether you're working with a coach or a mentor like Liz and Jenna or not, you alone get to celebrate the victory. They'll be there along with you, cheering you on and being very excited for you, but it's all your victory because you're the one that did the work. Right. So let, let it drive you. Like that's what drove me to the change in my journey. It's like, you know what, this is all on me and nobody's coming to save me. And I'm going to be the reason that this changes. And I'm going to gain the confidence of that in the moment. So just understand that you're really powerful and you don't have to let life kick your butt. Stop being a victim. This is us pouring that belief into you. <laughs> Nothing different about us, right? Nothing different about us. Right. Go out and, and, and make it happen. So as always, you guys, if you have taken something away from this episode, which I know you have, of <laughs> If it's made you think, right? If it's if it's made you want to be better in some way, if it's made you want to go out and change something, please share this episode, share the show. Um, this is how Tag we're going to continue to grow. Tag us, yeah. And we are we we love we love seeing what you guys think of the episode, and um, it's it's growing, and we're very excited because that's what we want. We want to continue to reach as many people as possible. Yep. So, all right, guys, um, if you have not yet, give us a review, Spotify, also Apple, Apple podcast, give us a review on there as well. Um, otherwise we will catch you all next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be good. Whatever. We're on a streak right now, bringing the fire. So it's going to be really good. Thanks guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.